0: Clustered conversations. Cl- 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 clustered conversations by Weka. Hey there, welcome back to Clustered Conversations. I'm Bob, and I'm Josh. And today we're uh, we're meeting with Yal. David, is it Yal? How do we pronounce it? Because I have to ask everybody because I always mess it up.
1: That's as best as you'll ever get. <laughs> All
0: right, good to know. <laughs> uh, he is the head of our cloud enablement here. He's been with us a few months now, and you came from where?
1: Um... So, yeah, I've been with Weka for like four or five months now. Um, I've spent the last two decades in data, data storage, data analytics, data in the cloud, data out of the cloud, um, data transformation, data backup, most recently even data for mainframe. So everything and anything about data. Wow. <laughs> Good old Ficon. Let's go. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I, I'm old enough for SCON. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Well, cool. I mean, uh, so I met you actually the first time I really kind of met you was at the uh, AWS show, uh, you know, down in Vegas, and uh, that was fun. We got to talk a lot about cloud. That was our our major cloud offering at that time. Um, and Josh was was at that point uh, tooling around an OCI and getting ready to get I that was. out in the world. Yeah. A lot uh, times. So then then you came out uh, recently, and I guess something new that you worked on very hard for us was Azure. So. Can you give us kind of a a highlight of how we got that and what's going on
1: yeah so um generally speaking um, as you guys know uh, getting up on the cloud getting for customers is is a different experience than anything that they do on-prem right there's a certain expectation of how things work on or on how easy they are on uh, what they should be uh, able to deploy how they should be able to pay for it and Over recent years, all of the cloud providers, but uh, first and foremost, uh, Amazon and and Microsoft, have been putting a lot of emphasis on their marketplaces. What started out a few years ago as more of a niche location to kind of buy some software is quickly becoming, especially over the past few years, to a central location where they envision their customers buying all of their third-party software. And as such, Uh, they are encouraging um, third-party ISVs like Weka to start selling their software more and more on the marketplace. So very simply put, getting on uh, the Azure marketplace, the AWS marketplace really allows you that level of exposure to uh, the benefits that customers get from buying on the marketplace, the benefits that um, uh, the cloud sellers get from buying on the marketplace, And the benefit that we are getting from buying on the marketplace it's really one of those unique win-win-win situations where um, once you're there you get kind of this stamp of approval that um, the cloud provider looked at your solution and kind of deemed it worthy (laughs) and but at the same time kind of really putting their money where their mouth is in the sense of allowing their customers to consume their own commit, so if somebody committed millions of dollars a year to Microsoft or to Azure or to uh, AWS, they can now uh, spend it through those things, and, uh, and it allows their uh, sellers to start um, getting paid for that as well, and it allows us a much easier route to market because NeoWare is now available for our customers in in the ways they are really used to buying on on the cloud. Now. So, so- so we're Go currently
0: ahead. in the in the Amazon Marketplace and we're in the Azure Marketplace. Are there any other marketplaces we're currently in?
1: Not yet. We are in the process of getting on the Google Marketplace and the uh, Oracle OCI Marketplace as well. Awesome. Um, they uh, also provide similar options, similar benefits, and and we are in the process of getting there. Um, one of the interesting things about um, the getting on the Marketplace, especially uh, for us, is that one of the things cloud providers look at is okay how much uh, value are you bringing to us as a cloud provider uh with weka right it's it's kind of an easy equation right um we we talk with the cloud providers about drag how much native cloud resources get consumed by consuming kind of uh by, by deploying the weka solution with our with our with uh, our solution it's it's very significant right um we're talking about five to ten dollars drag for uh, every dollar spent on 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 Weka. so that gives the, the, the cloud provider a lot of incentive to to get us into those into those programs. Um, the uh, technical process of actually getting on the cloud uh, marketplace is uh, sometimes a bit convoluted. <laughs> it's not <laughs> as streamlined, I think, as they would hope. Uh, lucky for us, we've been. Uh, over the past year, we've been working with a very good partner, Tackle.io, that um, focuses on helping um, software providers like like Hueca get on the cloud marketplace. Uh, they've helped us get on the um, uh, AWS one, most recently on the Azure one, and uh, also on, on, on the rest of them. Working with a um, specialized partner such, uh, such as Tackle really allows to create uh, a very um, uniform experience for our for our customers, cool. and and um, and have them get a similar value regardless of which cloud they consume. on, which really fits well with our multi cloud uh, approach.
2: Awesome. So I think we've we uh, probably asked this maybe a similar question of our some of our previous guests we've had on the podcast before. But given your head of cloud enablement. Which sounds fancy? Um, why should a customer choose to deploy in the cloud as opposed to maybe standing up their own hardware in a colo, a data center, network closet, under their desk, what have you? Uh,
1: that, that, that's a great question, and I think we can actually even start one step, one step ab- ab- above that, above that, and say that um, while I think maybe five to 10 years ago, there was some sentiment that everything is going to the cloud, right? It's all going to the cloud. Oh my God, we're going to close all the data centers. That's not really the case today, right? Um, There's a broader understanding in the industry that the the future is probably hybrid because some workloads are best served by a private private cloud. Some workloads are best served by by the cloud itself. And the workloads that are best served by kind of a, a, a public cloud are the ones that need that level of flexibility and scale scale that are kind of the bread and butter of of any modern cloud, right? The ability to be flexible in the resources you deploy and you use, the ability to be flexible in where you deploy them and when you use them, and the flexibility to reach uh, the needed scale fast Uh, when you want to, when when your business changes or when your business grows or when your business shrinks and you need to kind of modify how you are deployed or where you are deployed. So um, the um, Weka platform that can run on a private cloud or a public cloud really caters to the underlying benefits that come from leveraging the respective infrastructure. And when you're talking about the public cloud, um, the ability with Weka to, first of all, easily scale in and out, out and in, right? To adapt in a very dynamic, um, fast, responsive way to the changing needs of the customer workloads um, really fits well with how the rest of the cloud resources are being deployed and used. At the same time, the ability to support any type of multi cloud strategy that the customer might have with avoiding kind of data lock in and avoiding uh, uh, the need to. Uh, consistently be in a single geolocation or in a single cloud also really plays well with the basic capabilities of of our software to run anywhere, to be able to um, back up to anywhere, or to deploy uh, uh, geographically remote copies of your data in a very easy, kind of seamless fashion um, based on your changing business needs. Just to top on that, one of the... um, up and coming, or mar- one of the kind of fastest growing areas around kind of compute intensive workloads in the cloud is GPU based workloads, right? So, we're talking about high performance computing, um, AI and machine learning, um, uh, um, video production pipelines, uh, genomic sequencing, anything of that sort really relies on heavy compute and GPU com- uh, intensive workloads. Those are expensive resources. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: The most expensive
1: resources. Very expensive resources, right? (laughs) But one of the challenges they're facing today that they are starving for data. So customers end up running very cost, um, very expensive resources at very poor utilization. This is kind of where we come into play with many of our customers, right? So they are facing this challenge. The most important business applications rely on these compute-intensive resources, but they're paying through the teeth for something that they're not using. Uh, Providing a fast, responsive, scalable data platform that really meets the changing needs can skyrocket the level of utilization they get from these types of resources and really change how uh, they can operate in the cloud, really change the cost structure and truly impact the bottom line of the business value that they can deliver.
2: Yes, I think we kind of touched on what I was kind of going to follow up with, which was why choose Weka if you're choosing the cloud in general. But I think you kind of just touched on it already. Of you've got these, you've already made the decision to go cloud. Your your workloads are such that you're using you know rather or very expensive compute resources or GPU resources that you need to make sure that you're you're seeing the best possible value from the best possible way to get the best, best. Best possible value from those to make sure that you're running them at 100% essentially all the time. So you need to feed them and they're in YWECA. So, following on a little bit from that, how would we deploy in kind of a a cloud environment? I know in AWS, we have the CloudFormation template, which is kind of the AWS standardized kind of blessed way or easy mode button, if you will, for how to deploy um, maybe not a complicated environment, but a, a software defined. Uh, sort of infrastructure as code way of getting things deployed uh, how do we work in as you're in GCP do they have kind of a similar mechanism or what are we using
1: no that that that's fair and and obviously when we try to um, build out these cloud deployments we like to work in the way that's convenient for the customer and really integrates well into their existing kind of devops uh, methodologies and how they manage the resources the common practice for for Azure and um, and GCP would be to use the terraform and we use those for um, helping the customer size the right level of resources they need to deploy. We leverage the um, Terraform for the actual deployment. And also, on an ongoing basis, one of the um, basic capabilities that Weka provides is what we call auto-scaling, the ability to dynamically change the amount of um, capacity and performance that a Weka cluster can provide. and. By fully integrating that into Cloud Formations in AWS and Terraform for, for Azure and, 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 and GCP on Google, um, we can uh, dynamically scale our clusters based on the changing needs of the actual business application. So there's no manual process involved here, there's, there are no, um, uh, there's no need to kind of fine tune on an ongoing basis you can actually have uh, the resources adapt to uh, the changing needs on the fly.
0: Cool. So, so we're kind of, Josh and I have been thinking about the same question for a while. I've talked about is why Weka over native apps, right? There's native storage within all the different, you know, cloud vendors. Um, there's some very exotic storage in a couple of them that they've spent time developing and, Uh, I know what the differentiation is for us in OCI, right? Because there's really no real competition for us there. They they have good storage for normal workloads, but for extreme workloads, they have nothing. In Amazon, they have uh, their Lustre equivalent. Um, The difference for us is that we are multi-protocol and we can do better performance in a smaller footprint, uh, as well as lots more IOPS in any footprint, So that's that's our benefits there. What is our benefit in GCP? What's our benefit in in Azure to say we should use Weka and spend the time spinning it up using this, you know, the the formation tool to bring it up, the Terraform, and not just use the native tools?
1: Yeah. So that that's that's a great question. And I say that something that's common for both kind of GCP and Azure is that today they do not have Um, native services that are geared to these kind of performance intensive workloads. They have file services, both clouds have file services, even very scalable file services, but the true differentiation starts around uh, performance. And I'll expand that to performance scalability and expand that to performance density. Our ability to deliver any amount of performance um, to any amount of capacity to any type of workload um, is kind of, is, is the secret sauce for us, right? If you need a very specific workload, if you have a very consistent specific workload, you can probably find some combination of native services that would give you kind of a point solution for that. But as data footprint grows for organizations, as the nature and type of applications they try to deploy diversifies, their ability to actually predict what they would need uh is quite low and the demands that the um, uh, that the business side of the uh, of these organizations is putting on uh, the infrastructure side to deliver better data delivery, be, uh, better data processing, um, more portability uh, and more types of more, more types and, and ways to access the data so multi-protocol access all those requirements, today are not really met by any of those native services. So this is kind of where we come into play. And we have various types of conversations with customers. Um, Some have a smaller data, active data footprint, but require massive performance. Some Mm -hmm. have billions of small files, but require a lot of metadata operations, right? Some have just a massive amount, like hundreds of petabytes of data But most of it is kind of inert and and slow changing and doesn't really need access, but needs to be there and managed. And they only have a very thin layer of um, high performance resources, sorry, high performance data and files that they need access to. It's the same Weka software, the same cluster that can be easily deployed to address any one of these workloads. And one of the benefits is that they don't have to know in advance exactly where they're headed. They don't have to make the full decision of which cloud they're running on. And they don't even have to make the full-blown decision of, okay, we're either here or there. We're either on-prem or in the cloud. No, nope. they right. can actually have kind of more of a transitional approach, but still enjoy the benefits of, of large-scale cloud deployment.
2: Nice. So, I mean, with kind of you touched a little bit on maybe some sample workloads or kind of, you know, Generalized uh, what kind of I/O operations someone might be doing. Um, kind of in your in your opinion, what would you say is a, you know, a good target workload, a good application? You know, something where someone's listening. Maybe they don't know that they have you know billions yeah. of files or tons so of I/O like, like metadata operations. Yeah. Like, what are some good sample?
1: So that that's a, that's opinion, a good question. Actually, like... takes takes me back to my second week at WICCA, where I had my uh, <laughs> My aha moment of oh this is this is what we do right took me I'm, I'm slow it took me about ten days to figure out what we do but then I realized it and it's been helping me ever since kind of frame how we think about what what are what what's the value we can bring to customer and in my words uh, I would say that anywhere that you have a data intensive uh, pipeline is where we can bring value to our customers and. Actually, it's usually not a specific workload. These data pipelines today are characterized by multiple types of workloads. Uh, let's say we're looking at a classic AI ML pipeline. So you have your data ingestion, and you have your data cleansing, and you have your training, and you have your inference, and you have your, um, uh, your retraining, and, and, and so on and so forth. The ability to provide, and each one of these phases, probably today requires a different storage system where uh, because it has a very radically different um, profile from the workload and the, the burden it puts on, on, on the data storage layer. Um, uh, with Weka, we can cater to all of these workloads, all of these demands um, in a single unified file system, in a single unified cluster, where um, you get the best performance for each one of these, high throughput, High, meta, high IOPS, high metadata, reads, writes, mixed workloads, they all get superb submillisecond performance at very high scale and very um, uh, and phenomenal density without the need to tune, without the need to create copies of your data. Um, so any type of workload that, uh, again, falls under that kind of data intensive pipeline can really enjoy those benefits um, of Performance optimization and cost optimization, and that's true for generic AI ML. It's true for uh, a lot of our life, life science customers around genomic sequencing and drug discovery. It's true for um, uh, media and determined production uh, pipelines, um, and it's true across the board and becoming more and more evident in in kind of modern more workloads.
0: More cool. Um, so I, I actually had a question. I know we did a little testing in in uh, Azure, right? We did. The compared ourselves to another uh, company in the the marketplace who has a 55 terabyte configuration that is supposed to be the high performance, super uber fast performing uh, storage. And we did it with a five terabyte file system with uh, 50 terabytes of uh, blob behind it. Um, Could could you give us a kind of like an idea of what those results look like and how we compared?
1: So I'd say that What we showed is that uh, on the different metrics, we showed more more than two x two to four x improvement in performance and about half the cost in in many of the uh, of the, of the, of the uh, parameters. That was actually an interesting and fun exercise, right? Because we took a publicly available benchmark, yeah. used the same exact workloads as um, they ran and published run the exact same workloads in different configurations and show that if you, if you want to optimize for performance, we do 2 to 4x times better. If you want to optimize for cost, we can do even better than that. Um, and you have that flexibility to choose what is the layer of your active data, what is the layer of your um, uh, more archived data, but without the need to actually manage and optimize that on your own. Because the uh, Weka software does that actually completely automatically. So,
0: yeah, cool. So, I mean, it, it shows that we are a more efficient file system. You know, we we've done a lot of work to make it usable in almost any infrastructure for any kind of workload. It's, it's it except for you know, I'm I'm not a big fan of like home directories or, or the uh, <laughs> <laughs> VM <laughs> the stores yeah. VM stores right the the non interesting <laughs> workloads We're, for the interesting workloads we do a great job for it. I mean, that's where we blow people away.
2: Yeah, the stuff where you're actually having a problem with your current solution not where you're just kind of shopping around for well you know we need to have a two vendor or three vendor strategy or you know i'm kind of tired of the support i'm getting from vendor xyz let's let's shop it around and find an alternative yeah yeah we we definitely
0: like to be josh and i worked in storage for a long time right we both we both worked for storage vendors where you know his was five percent better than mine mine then became five percent better than his and it's hard to you're basically competing for the, the the bottom here. If it's not five times better, <laughs> it's not worth really having a conversation. Because, yeah. like people say, data has gra- gravity. It's hard to move that data from where you have it to somewhere else. There's an outage, it's time, it's it's money, it's effort, and it, you have to make it worth their while. So two x, four x, right? Those are numbers that really will get people wowed. Um, however. We have gotten to where we showed 40x, and they're like, "I don't know what to do with that because my application can't take advantage of that." Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that
1: I'd, I'd rather I'd rather show a solid five to ten x than a 40x, right?
0: Exactly. It's it's a, <laughs> it's easier for some it, people. Yeah, people can swallow a, easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's,
2: it's um, only three times faster. Um,
1: I swear. I'd, I'd say that just to just to, to tack on that and the difference from kind of kind of more traditional storage stacks is that um, the value that we can provide with Weka today, is, as I see it, and the feedback from customers, it's, it's that it truly meets them where they are where they need. And wherever they are on their cloud journey, it meets them there, on-prem, hybrid, in the cloud. Wherever they are on the size of the data footprint that they have, there are 100 terabytes, a petabyte, or 500 petabytes, it meets them there. And um, if they have uh, bursty workloads that kind of come and go within the week, they want to shut down things over the weekend. It's like any level of flexibility that you would expect we can deliver, making it really easy for customers to consume this in a way that's optimized for their business and not necessarily for um, how the infrastructure is kind of wants to run, so to speak.
0: So, I mean, we, we present files, so it's not, and it looks like local file system to most people. So it shouldn't be too difficult. We also present it the way they like it. So if you need NFS, great. If you need SMB, great. If you need POSIX, awesome. We can really blow you away with POSIX. Yeah. If you need S3, we'll deliver that as well. But, you know, it's, it's a, uh, we try to deliver files the way the customers want to access their data, right? We, we, we don't try to force yeah. them down a route.
1: And don't forget containerized workloads, because that's also a sweet spot for us, right? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wherever we can uh, see, especially around containerized databases, we see uh, the ability to provide this high-performance, high-density persistent storage layer is is very effective for customers. Yeah,
0: Yeah, containerized copies. Yeah, containerized GPU, lots of data, lots of IOPS, lots of throughput, That's the, that's our, our sweet spot. And then low IOP, low um, latency depending on the network type, right? We'll do low IOP just as good as anybody else as well. Yeah. Yeah. Low latency, low latency. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, uh, I love that. Uh, The thing that Josh and I still stare at, we can't figure out is why is our write latency lower than our read latency? Right. it's like that's when we build a cluster, such a
2: brain bender, like why? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Bob. Why the world? Because
0: this, this, this goes down to the actual bare
1: hardware, right? Like, this, why this, is this, it? This requires more of a behind the scenes conversation. We can have it, that yeah. after this. Uh, ah, yeah. why, why, why
2: is it that NVMe drives write faster than they read? Mm. At least from a latency standpoint, yeah. it has <laughs> to find where to put it, and then it has to put it down. Then it has to it check makes, that it put it down. So it well, makes I mean, this not shorter. Nuts. It's so
0: cool. weird. Well, um, I don't know. Is there anything
1: else you want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, no, I think uh, I think we kind of uh, covered most of it. Um, it's uh, it's really interesting. I think it's it's really interesting to to be able to uh, touch all these diverse types of workloads and and have these conversations with customers for problems that they really don't really have good solutions for today. So it's really it's really nice to have that kind of. Conversation with the customer, which usually ends with, "If you guys can really do that, then this is really what I need." And and that's kind of a, a, a very um, exciting position to be in.
2: Cool, awesome. Well, thank you for being with us today, y'all. We really appreciate the insight and conversation. I think it been been great thank having you for having me on. Me. Absolutely, thank you for joining us. So, uh, with that, thanks for listening. I'm Josh and I'm Bob and we'll see you next time.